And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, once again, uh, updates on what's happening here with this very bizarre school board race in Concord. And we talked about it yesterday. I know a lot of you have been wanting me to talk about it. I needed to spend some time and kind of dive into it. We, we talked about it yesterday. Um, I've been reaching out to some people, you know, on, on the the chatter, if you will, just try to figure out exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And I'm still just as confused as I was the day after the election. Um, essentially, what we have is we have Stacey McDowell, one, in District 2 for the Concord School Board. And then they decided that they were going to go ahead and take away a ton of her votes. And because they took away her votes, she suddenly didn't win. And then somebody from District 1 was put in place of Stacey McDowell. And this all appears to be because the election officials kind of screwed up the way that this thing is on the on the ballots when you went to vote. And we went over that a little bit yesterday. So I reached out to Stacey, and, and joining us on the line right now is Stacey McDowell. Stacey, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. And I told people yesterday how we met, and just for you know transparency's sake, uh, you and I have met mm-hmm. before. We're not friends, but we've met before, and we did have dinner uh, with your husband at a veterans event and got to know you guys throughout the night. And great couple. Learned about your kids. Just, you know, awesome Awesome stuff, especially your daughter and what she did for veterans was was amazing. And you had briefly mentioned in that dinner that, you know, you were, had you actually announced you were running or are you considering it at that point? I was considering it at yeah. that point. Yeah, I think that we were talking about that. And I, I might have told you to go ahead. I don't know. But I remember that discussion coming I didn't up briefly. Actually de- yeah, I didn't actually decide until early August that I was going to okay. run. All right. So you decided, and so. we had discussed that night kind of what some of the reasons why you were considering it. But you did. You decided. Mm-hmm. You went out there. And, Stacy, you, you did great. <laughs> you did great for, for this race. Um, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, you pulled in 1,894 votes or so we thought. And right. then there's an emergency meeting. And just kind of walk us from there. Like, how did this unfold? So, you know, that's a great question. Um, So I found out like two days after the election that there was some concern with how the ballots were being counted. And that was the superintendent of the school actually shared that with me. I had no formal communication from the clerk's office that there was a concern. And so I didn't really hear anything to this day, I still haven't been contacted by the clerk's office. So they, the election was certified on November 18th, and candidates had until noon on the 22nd to challenge any election results. So, um, and according to the clerk's office, um, no one had challenged the race um, by that deadline. So on... Wednesday, November 23rd, I got a call from my neighbor saying, hey, did you see there's this emergency election board meeting on Monday at 830? And I'm like, no, send me the link. So he did. And it was posted in the Goshen News. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I found out about it. Um, and then so the meeting happens on at this point, everyone's assuming I'm the candidate. 
So I didn't really think anything about it. And I walk into this meeting and they offer this resolution that they invalidated 1,200 ballots. So there were, so basically they threw those out and they eliminated 3,468 votes in total. Yeah, it didn't so, end up being like 39% of the vote or some, some god-awful number. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was roughly like 30% of the overall votes were tossed out. And I was the candidate that lost the most amount of votes at 844. Yeah, so it, 45 of my votes were tossed. So it, for those of you who are listening right now, you know, looking at the numbers here, you lost 844 votes. The next closest person lost 566. So we're talking about right. you lost way more than everybody else. There's like two other people that lost over 500. Most of them are in two, 300. That's about it. You lost 844 votes. And That's overall, right. it looks like you were um, the third. Yeah, you're the third highest vote getter. And they taking 844 votes away just drops you back down. And they didn't tell you this. You went into this emergency meeting, which they didn't tell you about. They didn't contact you about. You went into it still assuming that you were the person who won the election. Nobody had challenged the results of the election. And while you're in this meeting, this resolution is offered and you're supposed to get legal counsel in how long now? And so they said that on the 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 results of the corrected or the corrected results had to be certified by noon that day and that we had until then to seek legal counsel and challenge the race. Yeah. How are you supposed to get a lawyer in a couple of hours? Well, that's what I'd like to know. I mean, I did actually call the clerk's office. Um, it, it was well, it was a few days after that. Um, to find out what is the timeline, and I still have not heard back. Okay, so the clerk still hasn't reached out to you. You've reached out to the clerk, but you still haven't heard from them. So, okay, I'm looking at the the actual voting machine itself. And the way that this is yes. worded is very, very confusing. I don't know why they mm -hmm. didn't separate the districts. I don't know why they lumped District 1 and District 2 together to vote this way. I don't know why the machine wasn't programmed properly, but it wasn't. So, I mean, this isn't anything that you did. And and for the record, I'm you know, there's nothing against Michael Maluli, who's they who they've chosen to replace you here. I I don't know the guy. I don't think he has anything to do with any of this. But you know, this is just a a weird scenario here where they decided to really just kind of lump you all into one thing, and then when you won you're the one that loses vastly more votes than everybody else. Do you think that this was targeted somehow? Did they intentionally do this to you, do you think? You know, it's, it's hard not to feel that way. I mean, I was certainly probably the most vocal candidate about my values. Like, I was very clear from the beginning that I'm a conservative, that I'm for parents' rights. I wanted to address academic scores. I'm a hard no on critical race theory in the classroom. I'm a hard no on LGBTQ education in the classroom. I'm a hard no on pornographic materials in the library. And 
to my knowledge, I haven't heard any other candidate really come out as strongly as I did on those positions. So I, I have to ask because I you know I'm just looking at this just from my general election knowledge, and I'm not understanding. If you could vote for two people in District 1 and one person in District 2, how is it that everybody who ended up winning was from District 1 and nobody from District 2 is is now on the board? How did that happen? Right. So that's a good question, and it is confusing. So there's five members on the board. Okay. Two of them have to come from District 2, or, yeah, District 2, and two of them have to come from District 1. So the fifth seat can come from either district. Oh. So th- there are current sitting board members who are not up for re-election that are from district two. Gotcha. So, so that's kind of how it flipped, but people don't understand that. And the language isn't clear right. that that's how they should vote. Like, I've had so many people reach out to me who are disenfranchised that their ballots have been thrown out. They are so disappointed in the outcome. Well, and now that we haven't so even heard... many of them said they voted just for me. They went out to vote specifically for me, and now it didn't even count for them, yeah. they feel like. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, people are clearly upset about it. You know, the moment it happened, I started getting a ton of people reaching out to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't quite understand what's going on. So let me talk to some people through some back channels and see if I can figure it out. And, and I knew that Clifton had an article coming out about it. And so I wanted to wait until that came out. And then I reached out to you because I want your perspective, obviously, because you have, a, you know, hopefully a decision to make. But I don't know exactly what decision you can make because you still haven't even heard from election officials and the clerk has never responded to you. Right. Now, I will say I did talk to the clerk's office yesterday but they didn't really answer that question for me and she hasn't called me back yet so i do need to make that clear that i did speak with somebody yesterday but it's because i made the phone call but they have not returned my call about what that deadline is after the corrected results certification to contest the race if that makes sense nor nor should you had to have reached out to them so late anyway this should have been something that the candidates were notified of Right. I mean, this whole, the, the transparency of how this whole thing played out is just awful. So do you have any options that you're aware of? I mean, do you know anything or are you just kind of waiting for the clerk's office to finally, you know, start doing their job and get back to you? Well, I don't know exactly. I'm still fact finding. Um, I do. I mean, I do have several questions that I'd like answers to. Um, before I decide what my next steps are going to be. Like, I would like to know who was the person responsible for calling the emergency election meeting. Like, I don't know what communication happened, who was there, and who made the decision to hold this meeting. Because if nobody contested the race, what were the circumstances that caused the meeting to be called? Well, and then in in addition to that, you know, when the meeting was over, you're walk into that meeting still as the victor. And then, you know, now you have less than two hours to find legal counsel to challenge it, which is impossible. So they didn't even when they did this because they screwed up and then they seem to have screwed up again by having the emergency meeting in this resolution. But they didn't offer you any flexibility to be able to figure out what you need to do as as a candidate. Right. 
This is very I, frustrating. Right. It really is. I mean, I was so mind blown when I left that emergency meeting. It was, I, I mean, I couldn't even describe it. Like trying to wrap my head around it was, it took me at least a couple of days to figure out what I was even going to do. So, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, it, it takes takes people time to figure that stuff out, not a couple of hours. I mean, I've tried telling people, like, good luck trying to find a lawyer in a couple of hours. It just doesn't happen. Um, right, exactly. So, I, I, I guess, I mean, what ultimately would you, what would be the best outcome for you at this point in time? I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, I don't see any way to fix this other than a re-election, which obviously is going to change the vote turnout. But this is something that was screwed up by election officials. And then it got screwed up by election officials again. This is not the voters' faults. This doesn't appear to be the candidates' fault in any way. Um, Obviously, you have to get the answer to a couple of questions here. But what do you think the best Mm -hmm. possible outcome is? I mean, I would like to see a re-vote. I mean, I, I think we could at least restore some voter trust in every election to know that they at least had an opportunity to correct their ballot. Um, you know, and at the end, in the end, if it's not me, then fine. At least we made an effort to make it fair. But I really just feel for the voters because they just feel robbed of their votes at this point. Yeah, this is, um, this is awful. And if it's a matter of ineptitude at, at, with the election board and the clerk's office, then, you know, I don't know what kind of litigation can be pursued for that. But if this is how they handle things, then that needs to be investigated. Because if it's happening in this race, who's to say it's not happening in it anywhere else? Exactly. And we just don't know about it. All right. Stacy. I wish you the best of luck. Keep me updated, would you please? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. No, I, I, I said this is, I wish this wasn't happening, but, you know, I know that re-elections are expensive, but, you know, what other choice do you have here? This isn't like a minor little glitch. This is the, the entire election system screwing up and disenfranchising thousands of voters. You know, if nothing else, yeah. you've got 3,000 voters who didn't have a ballot that was counted for crying out loud. Right. So, all right, Stacy. thank exactly. you so much for the time. I appreciate it. I know it was last minute, so thank you for that. Yep. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.